0: Hello, I'm Luca De Giglio, and this is the Web3 in Travel podcast, where you can learn about crypto, blockchain, and how the new internet will change travel. What if you had been there when Bitcoin was first announced? Or when Ethereum launched and the first tokens were created? Or when the NFTs were first mentioned. First, we need to clarify the fact that technologies never emerge out of nothing. Even, for example, tokens were theorized in the Bitcoin protocol. They were called color coins. And then they became a thing in Ethereum. What I'm going to tell you today is something which has been around in theory for a long time. But now it's really coming to life pretty soon, I would say in about six months. Um, so you weren't there when Bitcoin was born. What would have you done if you know somebody came to you and say, "We have this new digital currency. It costs nothing. You can get fifty a day easily." Uh, probably you wouldn't have done anything. And the same thing for tokens. The same thing for NFTs. Because you know new technologies tend to be theoretical. Then some hype happens. Then they are forgotten. There's a whole process, a whole adoption curve, which is often often very similar. So what I'm going to tell you today is maybe something as big as tokens and NFTs. Maybe, of course, nobody knows the future. But most people listening to this will kind of ignore it, first because it won't really make sense too much, then because it has no external validation, It's just me talking about it. And yeah, it's not an invention. Um, My invention actually comes from Vitalik Buterin and many others, so it has authority. But there's not much you can do about this apart from start thinking about it. But again, what I'm going to tell you today is maybe something as big as tokens and NFTs. And as with every crypto naming, it's just horrible. So I'm going to talk to you about soulbound bound. I'm not even sure you pronounce them like this. Soul bound tokens are NFTs connected to you, which you cannot transfer. I find it useful to go back to the analogy of the internet as a place and specifically the new world compared to the old medieval Europe. Uh, the internet, and specifically Web3, is a place where there are smart contracts, so there's a rule of law, and there are no kings. Or at least we have the technology to deal with stuff without kings. We have, we have we're going to have kings in Web3, of course, this is part of human nature. But, so, this new world has two kind of representations of value. And these are NFTs and tokens. So NFTs represent stuff. We try to explain it this way it's just stuff online. And tokens is basically money online, money, shares, tokens, and all these other properties they have. Now, the question is are these two primitive enough to represent a world? In other words, are worlds made of? Stuff and fungible tokens, like stuff and money, is that all? And with these two primitives, can we recreate a real world and recreate the exact same dynamics we have in in real life? Well, the answer seems to be no, because in real life, we have stuff like reputation. And I I really want to make the example with reputation, because in, in the travel industry is one of the assets which one of the most important assets like your reviews on on an ota um reviews are represented by nfts or they can be represented by nfts or simply they can be represented by some you know text on ipfs so on a decentralized file system but if you think about it this is not the way um, to represent reviews because reviews are connected to specifically two things: to the listing and to the host or the person or the hotel. So, if we represent reviews as NFTs, well, I could sell them. Now, can I sell reviews? Huh? Good question. Like, I can sell my listing, and I could sell the part of the review which is connected to the Accommodation itself. So it was spacious. uh, There was a nice natural light. But what about the part of the review which is about the work and the host? So the work of the host and the host, him or herself. Like he or she was really nice. So when I transfer this to the new listing owner, I am transferring something which is not connected to the listing. The villa can be beautiful, but the person who managed it, The next one could be not so nice. So, the reviews are a great example because they are composed of two different things: of transferable, if you want, values, and non-transferable values. By non-transferable, I mean they shouldn't be transferred. This should stay with the host. So, this host sells the villa and sells the listings on the decentralized uh, system. So, basically, the listing is connected to the wallet and maybe represented by an NFT. So I sell you my villa, and yeah, I'm going to sell you also the listing, which is now on several OTAs, decentralized in that case. And what about the reviews? Well, I should sell you just the part of the review which represents the villa, but not my work. Think about it from the customer point of view, the guest saying, okay, a nice host, Oh, but that host is gone. So how is the new host? Well, the reviews and so the algorithm, the search, everything is taken into consideration something which should not actually be in the mix because it doesn't matter anymore, right? So the part of the review which is about the host should be soul bound. Again, it's not a great name, but it should be bound to the person, not to the listing. How do you do that? Well, one answer, that's what I want to talk you about today, is this new kind of tokens called soulbound tokens. So SBT, as opposed to NFTs. And they can't be transferred. So that means that if you are a host and you have an account, so an account managed by yourself, which you used connecting with Web3 to all the decentralized booking systems, including your direct booking system, you can't transfer that because transfer that would be equivalent as lying to the new guests. While if you're a company and you are selling the whole thing, well, a company is a different thing. You can sell a company and the company takes the brand and reputation with it, with it in, in the next you know, part of the, of the journey. So the way I see this, um, so first, uh, when, when I'm reading about these uh, SBTs, nobody's talking about travel, nobody's talking about reviews. I'm trying to declinate for our industry. So the best way for reviews should probably be that when you leave a review, you're leaving two, two different reviews. One is about the place and one is about the host. And the place, the reviews for the place are NFTs or simply connected to the listing. You don't actually need an NFT in that case, but the reviews for the host are part of the reputation of that person and they are soul bound. The host receives an SBT, which is like a review about herself or himself, and it never goes away. It's never transferred to anybody else. And that requires a special SBT wallet, which works differently than the wallets we have today, where everything can be transferred. Now, when you remove the transferable property from tokens, they become not financialized. One of the big problems we have in crypto is that everything becomes money. Everything becomes financial. Why? Because it is transferable. So if it is transferable, it becomes You know, it can go on a secondary market uh, just to make, you know, a parallel with the real world. When we discovered the technology to transfer organs, organs became financially valuable before they were not. Like in a time where you couldn't transfer a kidney from one person to the other, nobody was buying them. Then we discovered this technology and we can buy organs with all the negative, positive, of course. You save lives and negative also connotations. So when something can be transferred, it can become valuable and can become financialized. And again, the whole crypto space is financializing everything. And this is not a real representation of life. Life has a lot of non-financial things which cannot be transferred. Back in January of 2022, Vitalik Buterin, the founder of Ethereum, wrote an article, a blog post about SBTs. And a couple of days ago, I'm recording this on the 20th of May, uh, E and other people released a whole paper about them. So this stuff is serious. And they tried in that paper, it's over 30 pages, they tried to see the use cases, um, the utopian and dystopian effects of these kind of tokens and it's really interesting it it seems to me that this is going to be a thing because it answers a need which is a need to represent stuff which we have in real life and we which we are not really able to represent online let me give you more like non-travel examples as as they do in this paper so the subject here is decentralized society which means are we going to be able to have decentralized societies or societies online which do not rely on institutions on centralized institutions to manage certain kinds of dynamics and relations so that's the you know thing we want to create in which we do not have now the the tokens sbt Soulbound tokens are a tool, an end and not a mean. So they're saying that, for instance, NFT artists, they need to rely on centralized platforms like OpenSea and Twitter to commit to scarcity and initial provenance. In other words, anybody can launch an NFT saying it's from an artist who is not the real one, right? So they they launch it from an account which is famous and, and recognized as the real one. So NFTs are not able, and we have no way online today to prove the provenance, while SBTs could prove it, and we're gonna get to that a bit later. DAOs, we talked about them a lot. DAOs have a big problem in the voting, so the governance, because either you have people vote with their tokens, so the more tokens you have, the more you, you have a power and that could easily you know and often makes whole protocols which are decentralized, but they are controlled by a few whales, a few rich people, or they can be attacked. These DAOs can be attacked if somebody buys a lot of tokens, gets 51%, changes the rules and gets all the money. And this is the issue of civil resistance, because you could say one wallet, one vote, but how can you prove that one person doesn't have a thousand wallets? Well, you can't, or the, the ways we have are not really advanced yet. SBTs could help solve that. Another solution to a real problem SBTs can bring is private key management in a decentralized way. We talked about it in the last episode called onboarding the custodials, and we said we will not have everybody managing their own keys, it's too dangerous and too complicated. So with SBTs, we can devise, they say, ways to keep safe the keys or retrieve the keys in a social way. So the two things we need, which we don't have today, are souls and soul bound tokens. Souls are basically special wallets which contain these tokens. And the general idea is that let's say I go to university and I get a degree, and this degree could be given to me as an NFT, but then because it's an NFT, I could sell it. So what's the point? I you know, selling degrees. Is not it's not good because it, they represent what I know, so I could I shouldn't be able to sell it. So SBTs can do that. The university gives me the degree, and I can't sell it. I cannot I cannot transfer it, right? So they actually stay with me. And now because that university certified my knowledge in a way, now I have a soul a wallet which certifies my knowledge. Now, as with everything on. In crypto, it's never with a name. You can put the name later. It's pseudonymous. But I have a wallet, a soul, which contains an SBT, which is a degree. And in the same soul, I have other certifications like this. And then let's say I am an artist and I want to launch an NFT, NFT in this case, collection. It comes from that soul which has this certification, so it brings credibility, provable credibility to the collection too. How how it's happening today? Well, if I launch it from a new wallet, who knows? Anybody could be launching this. These pictures, the pictures of the NFT, could actually be stolen from the internet, right? So I have to establish from zero a, credi- a credible account. And it may be hard at the beginning. But if I have SBTs, they follow all all my life's, uh, in a way, accomplishments or certifications. And I, I already have a basic credibility. Like, let's say I went to a famous art university. This NFT collection comes from a person who has attended an art or that specific art university. The same thing can be applied to a booking A rental. So if I launch a new rental business and nobody knows me, um, there's no credibility behind that. It's a bit like when you open a new account in an OTA. With SBTs in my soul, which is my wallet, I can already prove several things. Maybe before that, I was working in hotels and I have certifications. Maybe I have attended conferences in the travel industry and that you know gives credibility to me or maybe I've you know I have a degree in in travel whatever so I can bring the credibility I built in my life in in every aspect to the listing without actually revealing my name in this case but well, it's not really a matter of importance in travel but what the credibility is not on my name is what I have done and it's been provably displayed in the soul which is this wallet so i can effectively bring my reputation from the real world in the online world making my um, my my persona my online persona and my offline persona much much closer not losing my credibility when i go online basically an example they make is non collateralized lending which uncollateralized lending so today when you want to borrow some money uh, in the real world, they try to understand who you are and what is your past you know reputation in In DeFi, in Web3, you are just a wallet. Nobody is going to give you any money unless you have a collateral which is a hundred percent or more of what you borrow, right? If instead we have souls with SBTs, which certify a certain degree of credibility and reliability, well, that would unlock the way to uncollateralized lending, which makes it much more accessible. It could be, of course, applied to the the business. It could be applied to somebody who wants to uh, get some money to build a couple of villas or to build a business in a vacation rental space. So it is definitely a primitive which can help in in travel too. And regarding the key management, you may remember uh, the problem we talked about that if you lose the keys, you lose everything. We never actually, I think, spoke about social recovery. Social recovery is like, okay, I have my private key, but I'm going to give pieces of my private key to a few friends. So Or they're going to have a multi-sig power. So if I lose my key, I just need to collect, I don't know, four out of six friends. And if they all sign, my money is back. Now, this is very hard in practice. You need to get the, the friends or the people you trust who can do that. They must be there in five years. If you fight with someone or somebody dies, you're losing one key signer. It's really complicated. Now, the SBT community recovery would actually count on the issuers of certificates like university degrees. Or the fact that maybe you have recently attended some offline events like conferences, maybe the last people, the last 20 people you took pictures with or DAOs you participate in. So basically it seems, that's everything at the theoretical level, that SBTs, because they are connected to me as a person and they are um, emitted by different kind of people, different kind of organizations could be a better way for uh, social recovery, and they call it SBT, community recovery. Basically, there's people out there who have certified that I have done certain things, like studied in a university, been at a conference, and these people will have the power to help me to get back my keys in, in, in case I lose them. And I imagine losing the soul with all the SBTs can be devastating, So unless this technology has a backup plan, it's going to fail spectacularly, I think. And to clarify, the backup plan here is the SBT community recovery. Of course, it remains to be seen how effective it is, but that's the theory again. Then there's this new concept of soul drops, which is pretty similar to, let's go back to what we talked about before. Like If I travel in many places, and let's say I travel only in uh, villas and five star hotels, and every one of them gives me an NFT for my booking. And there you go, I have a collection in my open and basically my wallet, which signals that I am a guest who has these kind of preferences. And companies could drop me uh, tokens to attract me, or communities could be built around this, like somebody could say. Let's build a community only for people who go to villas and five-star hotels. I know it sounds elitarian here, but it's the first thing which came to my mind. And they can do that with NFTs. Now, they can do that even better with soul drops. Why? Because with NFTs, maybe you are giving access to me, to this special community for people who go to villas and five-star hotels. But actually, I just bought them on the secondary market for $10 each, or they were given to me as a present. So you were thinking to to do the next Rotary Club, and actually you get me, and I have nothing to do with that. I've never seen a villa in my life, for instance, right? So soul drops based on SBTs will be much more efficient, because if I have this SBT, which is about... It's a certification that I used and I, I booked a certain place. Uh, well, then it's me. There's no, there's no way around it. And so it's a, it's a much better technology for creating communities or creating groups around certain characteristics of the persons. Now, Soulbound could also be the non-transferable bookings. And I'm just talking here and it, this just came to my mind, so it may be wrong. When we theorized NFTs as representations of bookings, we said, okay, sometimes some, some hotel or some vacation rental would say, you can book my place, but you cannot sell it. Uh, it's just like a booking, but you cannot sell it. There's no secondary market. I want to know who comes and I want to approve who comes, right? So I'm going to give you an SBT instead of an NFT. So that could be a use case for, for travel. I am stopping here. This is a long, a long read, very interesting, and it's highly theoretical. If you want to read it, you will find a PDF uh, under the name Decentralized Society Finding Web Trees Soul by Glenn Whale, Uja Olhaver, and Vitalik Buterin, May 2022. So what am I going to do with that? I'm going to start thinking of applications in the travel industry. Uh, as I did in this podcast, but I'm sure we can can have new ideas and get ready for when they are actually launched. The problem with this is that you need these new wallets. Who's going to build them? When are they going to be ready? So they say that SBTs should be ready at the end of 2022 and that they may be the big thing for the next cycle in 2024. Of course, these are predictions, so we don't know. But it's really worth trying to think about it because they do make sense. They answer to a need that no NFTs or tokens answer, and we could actually find solutions to problems we have in travel with with these. And we have the opportunity to be there before they even exist. So there must be today in the world maybe five people thinking about SBTs for the travel industry. Imagine if in a few years there are ubiquitous and everybody's using them, it's a great opportunity. I'm sure we will come back to them. Um, A lot of discussions have have started already, especially in Twitter. Um, If they go as they usually go, there's going to be a lot of discussions, a lot of ideas, and then they will be forgotten for a while until December when they're going to be launched. And then there's going to be I don't know if this time there's going to be speculation because they can't really be sold because they cannot be transferred. But I don't know, Web3 uh, crypto in in general tends to financialize everything. So maybe somebody will try to make money. I'm sure somebody has already created a fake SBT token on BSC chain and people maybe are buying it thinking that they're buying the the next new thing. So be really careful that there's not going to be anything to buy with sbt's uh wallets wallets normally are not for sale so yeah always careful in crypto especially at this time don't buy anything sbt related unless you understand what you're doing um but in general be very careful i'm sure there's already many wolves and sharks thinking ways to make money out out of this thing you will also probably hear people saying, "Ah, this thing exists already. This company, this project, this DAO made them. Look at them." And yes, there are experiments on this. Um, again, this is one of those, you know, obvious in retrospect primitives. So we we need non-transferable tokens because they can represent stuff like degrees. Of course, of course, somebody has thought about it maybe ten years ago. Of course, somebody has built them. But they probably build on top of NFTs through smart contracts or on top of tokens or whatever. So with a smart contract, you can create these things. But we're talking about something different. We're not talking about functionalities of tokens. We're talking about a completely new primitive, which is something built at the the lower level, more deep into the, the technology, deep into the internet. It's like, to borrow from biology, let's say that the trees do not exist. As you may know, trees appeared pretty late in, in the, on the earth. And you want to build something which makes shade. You can take a lot of uh, different plants and put them together. And then you have something like a tree which gives you shade. But you don't have a tree. So, what we're talking about here is this new thing called the tree, which now is possible because nature as you know, it came up with the lignite or something like that. Now we have trees. So, we're talking about primitives, not putting stuff we already have together to possess certain properties we, we find desirable. So, yes, I wouldn't ape in tokens saying we are going to build the SBTs, we're going to be the SBT standard etc sbt is going to be one of those abuse terms which Web3 really likes to abuse because it's always easy to make money on on hype so let's take this at the at the lower level let's take this at the you know what they really mean what they are and let's start to think what we can do with them this could be the missing part to make Uh, web tree in travel really a thing we know the missing part is the wallet adoption but by reading this i came to realize well, well yeah that was missing and i didn't even realize that so we are still building not even the infrastructure here because you build the infrastructure when you have the material we are still building the new materials this could be like yeah, we're building a new city with wood and with other materials, and somebody comes up with concrete. Oh, we have concrete now. Wow, that changes everything, right? Again, it could be, you know, nothing could become out of it. Maybe in 10 years, it's like AI, it never happens. And then you find it around yourself or other things which are supposed to happen soon, and they never happen. I don't know. It seems promising, so I basically I'm I'm adding this to the things I I think about and I'm adding this to the things I I will talk about in the podcast. All right, this is the end of today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. For more insights on Web3, follow me on Twitter at Tripluca, T-R-I-P-L-U-C-A